Hello and welcome once again to Rasslin' Memories Then and Now on Pioneer 90.1 KSRQ. You can hear us live and in the moment at RadioNorthland.org and tune in. And you can also check out if you want to listen to past episodes from our past seven and a half seasons here of Rasslin' Memories Then and Now. Go to the website, stick around at RadioNorthland.org because you can listen to all of our episodes. We archive them. We have them ready to roll for you. And uh, ready to roll for you, a very special edition here of Rasslin' Memories Then and Now. It's our, our first... Uh, a bit of on-location uh, broadcasting here as this weekend. A big event is going down there in uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. The Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, the real brick-and-mortar Hall of Fame for professional wrestling, is giving out some uh, big honors. Uh, it's the big class of 2019 weekend. And, oh, man, uh, to help us out is, uh, wow, timing and location is everything. And he's been so gracious with his time today to help us out. My co-host, my partner in crime, the Grizzle Vet, Mike McCurdy. Mike What's going on down there in this very special edition of uh, Wrestling Memories in Wichita Falls, Texas at the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame? Well, as you said, man, you know, 18th annual induction weekend. And for the first time, I'm on assignment and still on the show. (laughs) Absolutely. You're here, man. And uh, it's wonderful that you're able to uh, make it down there. Uh, It's kind of a fun little uh, broadcast uh, here today. And uh, I definitely uh, have to think that you've been uh, having yourself a good old time down there and uh, at the at the Pro Wrestling uh, Hall of Fame. Man, I'm always having a good time at the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. But, Glenn, we need to properly introduce everyone to the induction weekend. I'm standing here with our first guest today, none other than the president of the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, the real brick-and-mortar Hall of Fame, none other than the cowboy Johnny Mantell. Johnny, welcome to the show. Man, thanks, guys. Glenn, I hope everything's well up in your neck of the woods. Texas is hopping tonight in Wichita Falls for the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame under the Stars 4 wrestling match right in the middle of 8th Street, right out in front of the hall. And we're excited about everybody that's in town. It's unbelievable everybody that's in town this week. Let's give our listeners a little bit, you know, they're not here. I'm here right now live. For maybe who haven't been here, what's something they can expect from the Hall of Fame, you know, to come in at some point in time? And what can they expect, you know, this weekend for the 18th annual induction? Well, this weekend with Abdullah the Butcher, Hands of Stone, Ronnie Garvin, uh, Randy Rose, Bob Roop, Beverly Shade, Butcher Vashon, George Napolitano. It's crazy to think all the stars that are in town. And then the families of the deceased inductees, Armando Guerrero, Red Shoes Dugan's nieces, Baron Miguel Leone's nephew, um, um, the Ann Laverne family would be here and be represented. It's crazy to think that these stars and these legends are being remembered and talked about. And uh, we're just excited about the Charlie Fox family. He wrestled in 1909, y'all. His family's coming to represent him. I don't know what to tell you. Well, Johnny, on behalf of Glenn and myself, man, I'd like to thank you for letting us do this remote from the Hall of Fame. I'm happy to be here. One of these times I'm going to be here for the whole entire week, and I'm just here for the day. But, man, thank you, and we're proud to be a part of the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Thank you, guys. guys Thank you guys so much. Glenn, you're not here in person, man, but you need to come down here to the Hall of Fame sometime. I'm just looking around, and I'm seeing displays. I see there's a huge Charlotte Flair, but I got Charlotte Flair staring at me right now just over one of the displays here. We've got... Displays for the Von Erics, Bruiser Brody, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Nick Bockwinkle. You walk in the door and just the amount of wrestling memorabilia, the amount of history that is displayed just when you first walk in, man, it's absolutely amazing. You need to be here, man. 
I, I'm very, very much uh, feeling quite, quite envious of you uh, here at, at the moment because I've seen uh, only photographs of what's been going down there at Wichita Falls, and it is looking fantastic. I mean, I was looking at I saw some fabulous Freebirds uh, memorabilia, the, the, some some jackets there. I've seen some Von Erichs uh, gear. There's just so many things there, and it seems like this Hall of Fame just keeps getting more additions to it each and every year. I, things are different from the when I was here. I was here last year, and I'm seeing stuff that I didn't get to see last time. It's a constantly rotating display of rest memorabilia. But part of the Hall of Fame, Glenn, is not just the memorabilia behind it, but it's the people who run it. We just talked to Johnny, the president of the Hall of Fame. But you know what? We need help. It's, it's the senior. It's the volunteers out here. And I'm standing here right now with one of the senior volunteers of the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. He'd give me a moment of his time. I'd like to talk with him. I'd like to bring Franklin Lee onto the show. Franklin, welcome to Wrestling Memories. Thank you, Michael. Glad to be on the show for you. And how you gentlemen and wrestling fans out there doing? I'm sure they're doing great, man. Yep. You're a senior volunteer here. You've been doing this for probably since the Hall opened. You live here in Wichita Hall. Yes, sir. You know, what about the Hall of Fame brings you here? What is it about it, you know, for you? Well, for me, it's all about the uh, memories and, more importantly, the stories that you can't get any place else, anywhere in the civilized world except right here at the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. I could tell you stories about Paul Heyman riding with Classy Pretty Blassie and getting scared out of his wits. I could tell you stories about Harley Race, one of the toughest men that our business ever produced, beating up a Hell's Angels leader. I could tell you uh, various Andre the Giant stories. I mean, and just being able to reminisce with some of these legends and Hall of Famers and being able to talk about the good old days and put smiles on not only their faces, but the faces of our visitors and patrons that want to learn and listen and know these stories that, like I said, you cannot get them anyplace else except right here at the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in Wichita Falls, Texas. Now, you've got an interesting story yourself, Franklin. You have your own Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame for personal reasons for, you know, what the wrestlers did for you. I mean, you've got an amazing story. I'd love to have you on as a guest sometime, you know, to tell your story because, you know, right now, a little, little press for time. I want to get oh, a little yeah. bit real, but we'd love to have you on as a guest to tell your story because oh. I've had you as a previous guest, and I think it's fascinating, but... Really quick, can you tell us just a little bit about your Hall of Fame and what you do for you know the men and women that you respect so much? Absolutely. So the way my story began was it was in 2010. I was working for a local nursing home here in Wichita Falls, Texas, and I had just walked in through the front door of the nursing home when all of a sudden the whole left side of my body went completely bleh. And the left side of my face was twitching in multiple directions. It looked like something out of the movie, The Elephant Man. And I knew right at that point in time, having been in the medical field for, at that point in time, 14 years, that it was a stroke. And despite my best efforts and the best efforts of the patients who lived at that nursing home to try to get me medical attention that I desperately needed, not a single one of my coworkers called an ambulance. They didn't give me a ride to the hospital. I literally had to crawl my way from the front door of this nursing home to my car, drive myself to the emergency room to get the medical attention that I desperately needed. And don't ask me how I managed to pull that off safely. But I get there. I, they run a battery test on me. I'm admitted that same night. 
And then the neurologist on duty comes in and lays two bombshells on me that I was not expecting. The first was when he said, Mr. Lee, did you know that this was at least your third massive stroke that we've been able to confirm? And I looked at him and I said, what, my third? I thought this was my first. But nothing could have prepared me for the second bombshell he would lay on me, which is, well, it's probably a good thing you had. Otherwise, we would have never found that tumor on the front of your brain. So a few days later, they do a biopsy, and shortly thereafter, they go and surgically remove the tumor from the front of my brain, which turned out to be the size of two golf balls side by side, then started the process of physical and occupational therapy, as well as chemo and radiation, and I was responding well to treatment, but for whatever reason, my team of doctors took it upon themselves to bring me in and say, we think you ought to retire from the medical field. We just feel you are not physically capable to work in this line of work anymore. And right as that team of doctors said that to me, out of nowhere comes this group of men and women who, for lack of a better term, told that group of doctors, piss on that idea. We're going to help give this man his life back, and we'll bet you our rock bottom dollars that before the end of the year, he's back to work full time and cancer-free. And this group of guys and gals, they weren't another team of doctors. They weren't my co-workers, which, of course, didn't surprise me any, and wasn't one of those nonprofit organizations. They were professional wrestlers that either knew me or heard of me that knew how much I loved and respected professional wrestling. And with their help and their support, their thoughts and their prayers, in five and a half months, I was back to work full-time, and cancer-free, and I'm pleased to say that next month we'll celebrate my ninth anniversary of still being cancer-free, which then posed a new challenge for me, which is how do I adequately and sincerely say thank you to a special group of men and women who took time out of their busy schedules and lives to be there for me when they didn't. And it took me a year and a half, but in 2011, the Franklin Lee Pro Wrestling Year-End Awards and Hall of Fame was born, and it's been going strong since then. All right, well, Franklin, thank you for joining us on Rational Memories. Like I said, we'll have you on as guest. We'll get a little more into the history of the Franklin Lee Hall of Fame, man, but you're just an example of showing that professional wrestling isn't just something you watch on TV. It's a brotherhood. It's family. Exactly. So thank you for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome, Michael. Glad to be here. Michael, and as we walk around the hall just a little bit more, I got people standing around. They're waiting to talk to me. Well, maybe they're waiting to talk to you. They may not like me too much. <laughs> I'm standing right here right now. A display for Bruiser Brody right in front of me. Some of the t-shirts, shorts he wore, Tokyo Japan. Stan Leary hands in one of his ring attires. Ring robe, General Skandor Akbar, a painting donated to the Hall of Fame by his family. I can walk around and just point out every little thing. Like you said, the fabulous Freebirds. I'm looking at that right now. The Von Erich family board game. David Von Erich brings up just so much stuff. Mike. I can we could do an entire remote of me just walking around pointing out everything. Oh, it's, I'm gonna uh, take a few pictures. I'm gonna do a little bit of live video for the group page so the fans can see it. But man, they gotta be here. Next year, man, maybe you and I should talk about it. You know, get you out of here. We'll do a live show right here from the Hall of Fame. You and I together. I'm gonna bring on another guest here real quick. I hope she'll mind us here, but we're gonna we're gonna talk to, you know, you, you talked about the ladies division, professional wrestling and all that. We're gonna talk to one of the the real Lady wrestlers, one of the one of the toughest women wrestlers in my opinion I've ever. She's an inductee for the uh, you know, Hall of Fame this year. And Hall of Fame, well, we're going to talk a little bit with you know Beverly Shade. Beverly, welcome to Wrestling Memories. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. You know, Glenn, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to let you ask a couple questions, man. I mean, is there anything you'd like to talk about here a little bit with our uh, you know our guests? 
Uh, thanks, Mike. Uh, the first question I want to ask Beverly, it's a simple one, uh, a pretty, pretty easy cut and dry question is, what, Beverly, what do you think of some of the wrestlers, the lady wrestlers of today? What are your thoughts? Well, the girls of today are certainly not wrestlers like the girls of yesterday. This is what we call old school wrestling. That's not, they're, they're more entertainment than wrestling. Oh, I, I, you know, it's definitely a, a difference in styles and stuff in the era of what you now wrestling has become. And you definitely uh, survived your share of uh, good scraps with some quality of uh, lady wrestlers through the years. And you definitely traveled down the highways and byways perfecting your craft. And boy, it, it just seems like it's just such a great honor to, to have the, the pro wrestling community recognize just how much you put into the business. And boy, how many years did you, uh, you spend in the pro wrestling ranks? Um, about 27 and a half. I started in 1957 and I worked with Ella Waldeck and, uh, Cora Combs, all the old time girls. Oh man. And then I quit wrestling for about three and a half years. And then I started again in, uh, 1968 and worked until 1989. Worked with Moolah, Judy Martin, never... Didn't work for Moolah, but worked with Moolah. Well, I was her tag team partner, so I never worked against her. But well, it was it was an experience just to be her partner. Mm -hmm. Because she brought so much uh, to, to the business, you, you know. Uh, I mean, there was a recent special on Vice Television that talked about her life and career. Uh, however, uh, narrative they wanted to paint about it, but you have to recognize that that you know Mula did. You know, whether you like the people loved or hated her inside or outside of the ring, she definitely helped keep pro wrestling, uh, women's wrestling, on the card and and promoted in her own way. She sure did. If it hadn't been for her, we'd probably went a lot further. Part my English down the toilet. Because they, she kept it going. Um, one thing you know you're bringing up, we're talking about Moolah and all that. Uh -huh. um, I know, unfortunately, you know, in the past couple of years, some you know, been a little controversy coming up regarding Moolah's name. He mentioned the Viceland special. Um, I haven't had a chance to really talk to someone who knew Moolah who worked with her. What, what's your, what's your take on the, the on Moolah and this this new you know allegations that are coming out? Well, we had the same thing at the Cauliflower Club last year. We had a seminar on that subject because, you know, she they were supposed to run a show with WWE that was sponsored by Snickers, and they canceled the show because somebody brought up the fact that Moolah had been a pimp with her girls. So they had a lot going, so we had a seminar at the uh, Cauliflower Alley Club. Some good was said and some bad was said. I can't say anything about her because I'm, I didn't work for her. I worked with her a few times. She didn't get any of my money. And I didn't live there, so I know I didn't get pimped out. So I don't. I really don't believe in it because we ran shows in Florida. She come down with her girls and worked for us. So I, I don't. These may have happened, but I can't say it because I wasn't there. Didn't see it. And she always treated me with respect, and I treated her with respect. Now, before we uh, end this interview, and we're going to have you on as a guest on a later episode, talk more about you know your career in the ring. Um, just real quick for our listeners. Is there like one story that kind of stands out that you might like to share something, you know, memorable, maybe a little funny story, road story that you might like to share with our listeners? Well, I, I don't think they'd want to hear it. It wouldn't be proper. Once again, Glenn, it's that Sunday morning, or it's that Sunday afternoon at 12 noon after church crowd that go. we got to watch out for. Oh, yes. We definitely got to watch our tongues and be respectful, but maybe we'll have to do something that's off the air, maybe a little, uh, little uh, wrestling memories then and now uncensored.
There you go. The second that, uncensored. We had Kenny Starmaker Bowling uncensored. That'll, that'll work. Now we can do Beverly Shades uncensored. There you go. I might blush a little bit at some of the stories <laughs> she might share. Absolutely. Let's let it ride. <laughs> all right. Well, Beverly, thank you for joining us. And, all, and we'll have you on as a later guest. But thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. I'm being directed around, man. I'm getting directed around a little bit of traffic to find the certain people. You know, we were just talking about moolah. I'm standing right here in front of a display for the fabulous moolah. There's also some stuff for May Young. I mean, man, I got to get pictures of this. You got to see some of this. Our, our listeners got to listen to this or see this stuff. But, you know, we just talked about moolah. Here's a display for it. You know, there's a cardboard standee. The closest I'm ever going to get to moolah. <laughs> wrestling posters, man. I'm just going to keep on, you know, I keep talking, talking, talking here. But, you know. Well, then I got another guest we're going to bring up right here. Um, more of the in, in the independent. A lot of our listeners might recognize him. He was in a, a little movie known called The Wrestler. You know, he, he people might have seen that once or twice. But uh, right now, I'm going to stand here. We're going to have a next guest on the show is the enforcer, you know, Andrew Anderson. What's up, guys? The reinforcer, pal. The reinforcer. I apologize. Don't 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 hurt me, man. I'm sorry I got the name wrong. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? We're doing good, man. Uh, doing a live remote here for the Wrestle Memories in air, you know. Well, live on tape, obviously. We can't do quite live, but going around talking about it. But let's get your take on a little bit. What's the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, you know, mean to you? Because you, you come here every year. Hey, listen, um, it's it's I've been coming since uh, it was run in Amsterdam, New York with Tony Villano. Now Johnny Mantel has it up here in uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. It's a unbelievable, unbelievable experience. I mean, the, the amount of nostalgia and um, and uh, a plethora, plethora. I don't know how you say it. Plethora, plethora of of, um, of archival footage to archival photographs to a. Uh, um, it's just amazing. It's it's you get overwhelmed when you walk in, and then you think that's it, and you go past room to room to room of just an incredible amount of memorabilia and uh, ring worn attires, uh, everything from from Bruno Sammartino to uh, to Harley Race to the Von Erichs to the Funks. Uh, it's it's the Briscoes. It's just unbelievable. Uh, it's 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 something. You, if you have it, if you're a wrestling fan, or if you're a wrestling historian, or if you're you're just a, a, a casual passerby or here in, in in Texas, come see the come. I'd say it's a pilgrimage to the Wrestling Hall of Fame, to the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, because it's a really it's a brick and mortar. This is not the WWE Hall of Fame. This is not something held up in uh, in in, uh, in cyberspace. This is an actual Hall of Fame where people could come in, see, touch, feel, um, and and it's just amazing. So that's all what I have to say as far as the Hall of Fame goes. It's a great experience. You know, Glenn, as I'm standing here, we're right in front of kind of, it's like an indie wall. And I'm looking right now at a picture of Andrew right there on the wall. Four of them. Eight, four of them. I, I'm seeing like T-shirts, me, when, when uh, Greg was inducted, Greg Valentine, we have inducted to the Hall of Fame. We clean up nice, don't we? Yeah, yeah, there we go. So, Glenn, I mean, even the independent guys, the guys that are on the road every weekend, the weekend warriors, mm-hmm. as some people call them, even they get their spot here in the Hall of Fame, oh, yeah, which they, is definitely amazing. They, they, they have uh, – in, indie wrestling has, has become the new journeyman wrestling, and, and like 
it's become the new territories again, sort of, and it's a great, great experience. Now I, I came in on the cusp of the territories when I started wrestling. So, and now it's like, I've, I've, I'm in the twilight of my career towards the beginning of a new, new, uh, set of territories that have, uh, expanded and, you know, it's just, it's, it's a really great time. I mean, um, it's an exciting time. You have AEW coming on. You have MLW. You have uh, a lot of different companies out there. Northeast Wrestling and uh, uh, one of my favorite companies to work for is Gulf State Wrestling in uh, Louisiana. And it's just unbelievable amount of of uh, of potential and talent out there that you don't get to see that often um, if you're just in one area. And if you come to the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, you can experience everything. And so it's like. It's like a buffet for the wrestling fan, you know? So, just unbelievable. Now, one thing you're doing as well is you're also training guys for, you know, to break into the wrestling, you know? I don't really there. train them. I, I mean, I, I like to help young guys along. I don't, ha- uh, per se, have a student anymore. I don't do that that often. Um, my acting career and my... Uh, my uh, um, it, it, my acting career has just taken off, and I'm, I'm more preoccupied with going on auditions and, and filming for TV series and pilots for tv series and uh uh feature films and endorsements it's been a it's been a long road but you know i was said years ago if i couldn't make money because from pro wrestling i'll make money because of pro wrestling and that's what i've done and i managed to, to etch out a living in the business which a lot of young guys on the indies breaking in that have never really worked for one of the bigger bigger companies have done so I, i'm kind of an anomaly i like to say i'm the cockroach you dropped the bomb on me and i'm still here nuclear bomb boom cockroach still crawls away a little glowing in the dark but yeah i guess i glow in the dark so and that's how i'm gonna end this thank you for having me brother there we go thank you we'll have you on as a guest sometime man we'll get a little more the c-man right there the reinforcer andrew anderson just another one of the the people you're going to see when you come into you know the hall of fame as i walk around a little bit more i'm looking at you know boots boots dr d david schultz former guest on our show you know we had him on Great guy, great talking. I'm looking at some ring boots that he wore. One of the jerseys, one by Johnny Grunge, Public Enemy. I keep on a little bit more. Doink the Clown got one of the ring outfits. Doink the Clown right here, man. It's, I just, I've walked through this hall, Glenn, like five times today, and I just keep seeing something I didn't see the first three times I went through. It's, it's so much. <laughs> I'd like to bring on another guest right now for a few minutes. He's another one of the inductees for the 18th annual induction here at the Hall of Fame. And then it's none other than the hands of stone, Ronnie Garvin. Ronnie, thank you for joining us on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Very welcome. So, you know, you're being inducted this year in the class. What does that mean to you to be recognized to go into the, the, the brick and mortar, the real professional wrestling Hall of Fame? Well, I can't, I can't believe it. And uh, I've been pinching myself for the last two days. <laughs> no, it's just a big surprise and probably the best surprise of my life. And, uh, you know, you, you work all your life and, uh, you know, I've been successful and everything, but this tops it all, you know, and I've been in this, in this hall of fame here and I can't believe what I see, you know, everybody should be coming here to visit this place. Cause you know, you can spend probably a week in here and not see it all. It's just amazing to work and uh, to, to put that up, you know, the pictures and the history of the, all these guys all the way back to Hackenschmidt, probably 1900. Yeah, it's just amazing, and it's a great honor. You can't get a bigger honor than being in the Hall of Fame. Almost well, definitely. Yeah. I've been walking through. I've told Glenn I've walked through five times, and I'm still seeing things that I didn't see the first 
Oh, yeah, exactly. Four or five times going through here. Exactly. You can't see it all in one day. It's impossible. Minimum, not even a week. But, you know, when you're in a Hall of Fame like this, you're in good company. I'll tell you, it's humbling because there's a lot of good good guys in here. Some of the best. You know, you get the Buddy Rogers and Hans Schmidt and uh, the Bruiser and, I mean, you name it, you know. just amazing. All right, Glenn, I'm going to pass the mic over to you. I'm sure you might have a question for uh, you know Mr. Garvin here on his induction into the Hall of Fame this weekend. I could ask him uh, one or two questions. I don't want to keep him uh, too long because, you know, it's a busy time down there. It definitely sounds like everybody's having fun, commiserating, and just getting together to celebrate the cause of pro wrestling. Uh, Ronnie, I, I see that uh, the Midnight Express are going to be honored down there. I just have to ask for the sake of humor, is uh, Miss Atlanta Lively going to be around nearby to enforce if, uh, say, you know, uh, Dennis or Randy or Bobby get out of line this weekend? You never know where she's going to be. She better be coming out of the closet anytime. <laughs> uh, you never know, man. You just never know. But that's, way, that's what pro wrestling's all about. It's that fun surprise element, but it's also consisting of a lot of guys that are getting their just due for the roads they travel, the promotions they work for, the promoters for better or for worse that they had to deal with. This is kind of like one of those ultimate pats on the back that says, "Brother, you you did so much. We want to just show you just a a, a little bit of appreciation for a job well done." And Ronnie, I, I mean. I want to have you on sometime so we can talk about your career, but I really just want to say thank you for so many great memories in the ring, uh, whether it be in the NWA or other territories that you worked in, man. I Ever since I started watching wrestling in the 80s and I first saw Ronnie Garvin, I was forever a fan, and I want to thank you, brother, for all of the great things. And Enjoy this weekend for all it's worth because you definitely deserved it tenfold, and we got to have you back on the program. Oh, anytime. Just let me know. And like I say... Uh, you don't have to thank me. Believe me, it was a great honor. And if it would have been for the wrestling fans, we would have never made the living we made. That That is so true. Right, thank you, gentlemen. We will have you on again. Okay. All right. All right, Glenn, I'm walking through the hall a little bit here again. But uh, somebody kind of crossed my, my my path a minute ago when we were we were talking to Ronnie. She's trying to walk away from me. I'm going to catch up. We're going to get an interesting perspective on the Hall of Fame for a second because, you know, she's been a guest on our show before. Her father is here. His gear, you know, some of his memorabilia is here in the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. So I'd like to talk to uh, Miranda Gordy for a moment about, you know, here at the Hall of Fame and, you know, knowing that, you know, your father's here. I know. Uh, this is actually my first time here. So wow. I know. Um, so I'm looking for it. I know his best is here. I remember uh, donating it to to the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, but I'm proud that it's here on display. And you're looking for it? And I'm looking for it so I can see it. You know what, Glenn? I, I, think we got a ra- I think we got a remote radio exclusive. Franklin Lee is here. I think while we're live on the air with Miranda, maybe he can take us to it so she can see her father's best on display here at the Hall of Fame. Do it to it. This is one of those radio exclusives you only dream of, man. I'm telling you. We're heading over to uh, this place. I could have taken her there, but I thought Franklin might have been a better choice of a first day here. But wow, nice, very nice. Yeah, I remember we picked out a lot of stuff that um, we just wanted a really nice place to keep it. You know, everything was just sitting in storage. We're like, let's let's donate it so everyone can enjoy it like we have. So it's very nice to see it here. So now that you know your first time here and you're actually getting to see the display of your father, you know what what kind of what kind of feeling are you having right now getting to see this and all, knowing that 
you know, immortalized here at the Hall of Fame? Well, I'm really proud, you know, to see it. Um, and I always am. I'm proud to see my dad's stuff, but all their stuff, really. Um, but I love looking at it, and I like the fact that everyone else gets to enjoy it. So, um, and it's preserved here forever. But, man, it's not just the vest, though. You know, we've also got, you know, some photos. Oh, the classic photo in the, uh, you know, well, the, you couldn't really wear stars and bars like that anymore nowadays. You know, it's not considered politically correct, but they look great in the old Southern uh, colors right there on that one. But, you know, you got the photos here, you got the posters, you know, an absolutely amazing display. And I'm, I'm glad we actually got to, you know, be here for a moment when you got to see it for the right. first time here at the whole thing. <laughs> like I said, one of those radio exclusives, Glenn, you, you couldn't have asked for this. And here I am sitting up in Minnesota while you guys are having all that great fun down there at the Hall of Fame. I definitely am so jealous, you guys. Well, that's why I said, man, next year you need to come here. But, Miranda, thank you for joining us. Man. Like I said, you. I had to follow you around a little bit, but, you know, we'll talk to you soon. That's fine. Thank you. Oh, I said, cool. man, it's starting to get a little crowded over here. It's getting, it's getting a little busier, a little busier around here. More people starting to show up. I'm kind of looking around and seeing who I can find. And you know what? Part of the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, old still my friend, is not just the legends that are here, the men are being inducted. Tonight, Wrestling Under the Stars, the fourth annual card, you're going to see some of the young up-and-comers, some of the new talent, the guys that are going to be in the Hall of Fame you know, 15, 20 years down the road. And I'm standing here with one of them right now, and that is none other than J.D. Bouchard. J.D., welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate I appreciate being on the show, man. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. I mean, this is your second time here at the Hall of Fame, and like I said, you're new to the business. You've only been in it for about you know a year and a half, two years now. What's the Hall of Fame like for you to be here to see all this memorabilia and all the guys and girls that came before you and set the path that you've chosen to follow? Oh, it's a privilege. It's a privilege, man. Like, just seeing all the memorabilia, just seeing all the legends like, you know, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and... You know, of course, I'm from Texas, so seeing the Von Ayers display, right where they need to be, right in the uh, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, man. So it's a true honor. It's a, it, it gives you a, a true perspective of, you know, seeing the past and, you know, me now being the future of the industry. So, uh, you know, it's a great privilege being here at the Hall of Fame. You know, and like I said tonight, you're wrestling at uh, Wrestling Under the Stars 4. You're wrestling under I believe at this point in time, it's the over-the-top rope challenge, but, you know, card subject to change. You're be wrestling a main event match in front of all these legends tonight. You know, that opportunity, yes, that might come, but, you know, I'm just focused on, you know, the you know battle royal tonight, you see. Hopefully winning that puts me in prime position to, you know, be – maybe viewed as, you know, a future talent for, you know, either this year or next year and getting a chance to wrestle in front of these legends at any point in time is just, you know, a great blessing and, you know, hopefully I get to show, you know, show out for them tonight. All right, man. Well, best of luck to you tonight and I'm sure you're going to make an impression. And like I said, one of these days, your photo might be back there, not just on that yeah, indie wall, yeah. but maybe on one of these <laughs> walls with, you know, Ric Flair, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah, you know, thank you for your time, man. Appreciate it, you know, it's true. Peace out, prime time. All right, man, like I said, that's another one of the, you know, the young up-and-comers. I'm looking around, man. I'm seeing more people. Napolitano just walked in the room. I would love to get a chance to talk with him for just a minute because that, that's one of my, you know, role models right there. But, you know, he's a little busy right now. He's a little busy right now. But, dude, you can hear, you know, all the people, all the noise, all the sounds. And that's what makes up the Hall of Fame, not just the pictures on the wall, not just the displays, but the people, the people that are coming together to, 
you know, to honor their, their, their brothers and their sisters, to recognize those that came before them. You know, that's what makes it the hall of fame. That's what makes it professional wrestling, man. Professional wrestling is like a brotherhood. You know, you and I, you're in Minnesota. I'm a Texas man, but you and I, we're part of the brotherhood. There you go, man. Everybody's getting the orders on here. We're going to bring on another one, another uh, I hear you're going to get in there next. Oh, no, no. I'm oh, not yeah, yeah. I do radio shows. I don't do Well, they're trying to throw me into this. So I'm going to talk to another guy. You know, you know he's, he's put in his years. You know, he should be part of this Hall of Fame. I don't want to be. He doesn't want to be. You know, but we're going to talk to, uh, you know, at the time of the ring, it was Bulldog Brown Jr. I want to talk to you a little bit. Is a friend of mine, good friend of mine, Mr. Stuart Kemp. Stuart, welcome to Wrestling Memories. Well, glad to be here. You know, it's not much of a voice. Unfortunately, uh, last year I wanted to be here for the HOF, and unfortunately, the strokes hit me about two weeks before. And uh, now I, I'm walking with a cane. I've got tubes in me and a bunch of other things. So it's uh, it's not as, as pleasurable as I'd like it to be, but I'm here this year, and I wish everybody else was here too. There you go, man. That's the main thing. You're here to here to watch the NCAA annual induction weekend. Oh. I wouldn't miss it. Like I said, you know, you put your time in the ring, you know, about, you know, 30 years, 30 years and all that. But what does the Hall of Fame mean to you to be able to come in here and see the the guys that not only you worked with, but, you know, the ones that came before you? What's great about the Hall of Fame is that it has an opportunity for one one place at one time for everybody to come and see what it is that made wrestling what it was and what it can be and what it should be. And when you walk down, the you know, whatever lane it is that you go down here, you go down one room, you can go in the next room, you go to another floor, wherever else. And it's amazing to see all the different pictures and the memories. And all of a sudden you go, wait a minute, I remember seeing that then, you know, whatever date it was. And you go, am I that old? And then, then you start looking at some of these other pictures and it's just like, it's a trip down memory lane like no other. It really is. And that's why I encourage people to get to as many different reunions as possible. I mean, we lost a lot of guys. I mean, a couple of years ago, we had Larry Hennig here signing autographs. He's no longer with us. Um, you know, and, and others as well. You, you take a look at the list. They're on the plaques on the Hall of Fame wall here. Or you go and see the ring and you see all the different uh, different paraphernalia uh, that's here. And, you know, you go and, you know, it's, it's sad because it, it, it brings a tear to your eye a lot of time because you go, there were some people there that, that are no longer with us. And they, um, they were such an important role to what made us what we are now. And even so, looking at current day stuff, you know, a lot of these guys take a look at this stuff and they go, wow, it's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, Wrestling on the Stars tonight, one of the great things about this is that you'll have a chance to see some of the stars of yesteryear as well, as, as well as the current day. So it's a little bit of blend of both. And it's an opportunity for you to have an opportunity to see these people in, in uh, their gala, you know, where they should be. In, in that squared circle where they should be, you know, they should be featured and they should be remembered for, for what it is they did because they, they drove the, the miles of highway. They ran through countless cars. They ran through countless tires, hotel rooms. They didn't sleep in front seats, of the car, back seats, of the car trunks, whatever else out in the parking lot, whatever else. And it's just what you did. You to try and survive, you know, to make a living at, at what you were doing. It was the hardest way to make a living. You know, you take a look at these guys now, multi-million dollar contracts guaranteed, you know, you were lucky if you made a couple hundred bucks a week and, you know, you tried to find ways of stretching it, you know, and, and so like the CAC in Vegas has the Bologna Bola. Well, everybody knows that's what we used to have. When we used to travel. We used to go to the stores and pick up a six pack of beer and, and the bologna sandwich and some bread and some bologna and make sandwiches. And, and that's what we did in the travels to the next town. 
we didn't check into the hotel until seven o'clock or so because that we didn't have to pay for the next night. You know, it was just uh, our previous night, we pay for the next night. So it's, it's, it's things like that. But the history is just amazing. I mean, the uh, the displays here. I mean, I don't know why people don't come to these events you know, as often as they should. They really should every year, if not more often, because every year there's something new. And every every week there's something new. And every day there's something new. And it's just fabulous to see. So. You know, you mentioned, you know, remembering those that we lost. And unfortunately, that trend still continues because just yesterday we found out uh, WWE performer Ashley Massaro, 39 years of age. Yeah. And then just the week prior to that, the unfortunate passing in the ring, I might add, Silver of Silver King. King. Yes, yes. And, and seeing that footage, you know, people have to understand, you know, these guys are playing their trade all the time. And, you know, there's no health insurance for these guys. You know, they, they survive on, you know, their next, their next booking, you know, when, when they're going to be, you know, at the next show. And, you know, it's unfortunate we've lost some of the guys from health reasons and so on and, and others for age, but a lot from health reasons, you know, there's just, just a lot of me myself. I mean, I'm very thankful that uh, people took kindly enough to support me when I was in the hospital, um, you know, for the last little while trying to convalesce. I'm still not hundred percent, probably maybe 60% or so, but you know, I wouldn't miss this for the world. Well, sir, thank you for joining us on the edition, man. I'll be back. We'll talk a little bit more, man. But it's good to see you again. And and, uh, check out the hall because I tell you, there's a lot of stuff to see. I've been through it five times today, and I still haven't seen everything. And you will miss, and you'll miss things, and you go back, and you miss things again. So, you know, walking by here, Glenn, uh, some Road Warrior shoulder pads. That's some serious. That's some serious stuff right there, man. (laughs) Oh, no doubt, man. No doubt. But you know, it's just so much fun. I'm keeping an eye out. I don't want the timekeeper to let me know that it's uh, time to wrap this up. But I'm going to keep moving along here and find some more people to speak to. Uh, got a gentleman here speaking with Johnny Mantell right now. I appreciate it. he might give us a few moments here on Wrestling Memories to talk for just a second. And uh, you know, this is the man, Mr. Napolitano. Pleasure to meet you. Same here. This this is the man that for me growing up the magazines that he worked at that's what made me realize i could write about wrestling i could do photography i could be a historian so it's a pleasure for me to have a few minutes to talk to you okay on this show but you know we've been asking everybody you know you walk around you see in the hall of fame but what's it like to actually you know, to be here because you know, some of your photos are the ones that are up here on display for these gentlemen well it, it just brings back a lot of memories first of all a lot of memories as you go around any section you pick out you're going to stop and you see Skandar Akbar, and then you re- recall certain things about him. No matter where you go around here, there's something that's going to bring you back to a different place, a different time, and give you a memory about something else. Now, looking back on your career, I mean, like I said, you know, one of the more well-known photographers in the wrestling industry, like I said, a definite inspiration for mm-hmm. me. But, you know, over the years and all the people and all the other things, what has it been for you to, to have that kind of a career and now to see some of that stuff immortalized here? Uh, it's hard to explain. It's really, it's, it's really hard. I'm, I'm taking photos, writing books and magazines and what have you, almost 50 years, almost 50 years. And I walk around here and I see a lot of stuff that, that, that photos that I've taken or events that I've been at and it brings back memories and I'll say, I don't know how I ever went as many places as, as I did in that time span. I guess I've been everywhere. Well, sir, I'd like to thank you for joining oh, us well. for just a brief few thank minutes. Um, love talking with you again a little oh, bit. Maybe yeah, have please. you on later on as a guest for a full please. hour. That would be what? That would be my, my pleasure. Thank you. 
Now, you know, George Napolitano, like I said, that's one of my inspirations. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit down for a second because there's a guy here I want to talk to for a second. Is He just entertains me. I mean, Glenn, I have a question. I have a question for you. You know, yes, there in Minnesota. You ever heard of a show called uh, Extreme Cheapskate? You ever, you ever watch that show? I have heard of the name, but I, ha- I, I have not seen it. But I kind of know what it's about. You kind of know what it's about? Well, this gentleman here was featured on that show. He's actually been referred to as, I believe, the cheapest man in America. <laughs> I, I got it. a signed photo from him earlier, but unfortunately, I set it down. Now I can't find it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get another one. Here. Oh, he, he, he's got his bio here for me. Been on the Dr. Phil Show, ABC's 2020, TLC's Extreme Cheapskates, Ripley's Believe It or Not, as seen on TV, the cheapest man in America, Mr. Roy Haynes. Roy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Good to see you. And now, the moment, I'm eating some free lunch. There we go. He, he's, he's sticking to the, his title, man. He's going to die with that title around his waist. Oh, I've earned this. I've earned my title. I'm greedy, but I'm not needy. I'm the guy that started with nothing, but I have half of it left. <laughs> now, you know, you've been coming here to the Hall of Fame and all that, and, you know, and looking around, you see all the legends on the wall. You see all the – what's it like, you know, tell the listeners, what's it like for you, you know, the Hall of Fame and the seeing all this, and what's it like to be here every year? Oh, it's great. A lot of interesting people, personalities, characters, and many people have compared me to the late, great Angelo Papo, who's a well-respected cheapskate in his own right. Now, here, here's the important question I'm sure a lot of our listeners go, you know, when you get out here, I'm, I'm sure you might take the flight. Do you, do you get the cheapest flight possible? Well, actually, we drove, and we came along with Butcher Vachon and his wife, so they chip in for the gas, and we double up at the hotel. And you probably double up at a hotel with a single bed. Why do you just make Paul sleep on the couch? No, Paul sleeps on the floor. He sleeps on the floor. It's okay. He's only 82. And Glenn, you know, I think you and I might be able to learn a little bit of budget, uh, you know, ideas from this gentleman. The only problem I have is with the pillows. They're a little too fluffy. I have trouble putting them in my overnight bag when I go home. <laughs> he don't steal the pillows. He don't steal the towels. He takes the pillows and the blankets and everything else. I've been known to take a couple hand towels, but maybe I'll try a pillow next time. <laughs> the price is right. All right, Roy. Well, thank you for coming on there and joining us for a minute. And uh, I'll need to get another one of these signs because mine disappeared. Be my pleasure. Thank you. Now I'm walking around. Got the general here uh, handing out the orders. Exactly. Yeah, as soon as we get everybody to invent it, I'll so yeah. the, the crowd is dying down a little bit, though, Glenn. But, man, there's still so much stuff. See, I'm kind of wandering around to see who I can uh, possibly uh, you know, jump on next. I had a couple guests lined up, but they kind of disappeared on me. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a little hunt. Join me. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm I'm with you, man. I'm with you here. The theater of the mind is running, running high here as we are down in Wichita Falls, Texas. Well, Mike is down there here for wrestling memories then and now. That's right. I'm down here. You will be joining me here, though, man. I'm telling you, you might have to spend three or four days though. But you're always taking those trips to Vegas and the trips to. Uh, you know, Minnesota, wherever else you're, Canada, wherever else you're going to find a concert. You know, we have concert venues here in, uh, you know, Texas. You know, Rodney Carrington is going to be performing in uh, Wichita Falls pretty soon. So there's music around here, too. So, you know, maybe you and wife get a couple concerts and you can just drop her off at the hotel and continue on over here and spend some time at the Hall of Fame. Hey, if the planning works out, man, anything is possible. I never rule out. Never say never, my friend. Oh, losing my voice here every second. I don't know about you, but when it comes to the wife and all that, my wife prefers to stay at home. She lets me do the wrestling stuff. So, 
So she's 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 pretty cool with it, man. That that that's awesome. I mean, uh, the wife's pretty pretty much hands off with the wrestling with me too, but you know that's okay. I keep just vaguely wandering around here. Ah, okay, I, I see people out here. I'm gonna go see what I can find out here. The roving reporter here on our very special edition of wrestling. I am the Memories roving reporter now. here. I am the roving reporter, most definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to a lady here for a second. She's gonna see me coming. I'm going to talk to her because, you know, I, I've, I've crossed paths with her a few times and she's gotten a chance to work the old world-class territory. She got a chance to ride on some of the roads with some of the guys. She kind of helped uh, you know, some, a lot, most of them. I'm sure she's got some stories that uh, she maybe can't share on the air, but I'm going to put her on the spot and bring her on for a second anyway. Hi, Lori. Hello. How are you? I, I'm doing good, you know, here at the Hall of Fame and all that. You know, you're here. You seem to be here a lot. Um, what's it like to be here at the Hall of Fame and all that for, you know, for you? What's the experience like? It's great. It's a time to see all our friends, family, hang out, fellowship, get to see everybody and just be. There you go. Remember. There you go. Rehash. <laughs> Remember, rehash, relive. Uh-huh. You know, deny a few, deny a few rumors that and might still be gone. correct a few of them, some and of the stories they tell. <laughs> She's told me a lot of stories. I'll tell you this right now, but. You had a chance to work. You were working in the offices with World Class at the time, and you know you drove a lot of the guys around from town to town and handled their itineraries and kind of made sure they got where they were supposed to go and kind of kept themselves out of trouble. You know, but what was that like? Because obviously, you know, here at Wichita Falls, we're right kind of in the heart of the you know the old Texas territory. But what was it like back in the hustle and bustle days of World Class? Two hundred and twenty days a year on the road, and to try to keep everything straight, it was crazy. It was busy, crazy because you had to set up loops of towns and know we were going to be gone for five days and then come back and two tv tapings one on each end of the, the loop so you got one day off a year or one day off a week now you know doing all this just who were just who were some of the names were kind of like you know the regulars for you, you know, as far as keeping them working with them michael hayes al perez eric Embry, um recruit the grappler lynn denton that was a lot um, <laughs> you mentioned Michael Hayes. That right there is a handful too. You got to babysit mm-hmm. that man sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just everybody. Certain certain people though, but yeah, we kept them all. Had their airfare, you know, their airport trips lined up, the hotels, the cars. Certain people we only ride with certain. Well, I only took certain people in my cars. My car had its own booking sheet. There you go. We're just Gary Young ran it one time. So yeah, it's. It's crazy. It was crazy. And, and, and you've lived to tell about it. It's right there. Michael Hayes and Gorgeous. I've been in a car with Gorgeous Gary Young before you were actually driving, um, where I was informed that in Texas, the speed limit isn't the law. It's just a suggestion, as he put it. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And Gary Young can teach you some, a lot of things about going down, down the highway. <laughs> and, of course, I believe at some point in time, you also had a uh, – you also worked with a gentleman. He, he kind of wrote a couple times to Gary. And that was a gentleman that, well, some people might know is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Yes, yeah. He, when he first broke into the territory, he used to ride with us. We taught him how to drink beer. <laughs> there you go. Now you know who's responsible for all the beer baths that everybody got on WWE there, uh, Glenn. Well, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> a, that, that's a pretty <laughs> cool like fact. learn how to drink a case of beer between Fort Worth and Dallas. It's a 30-minute trip down I-30, and that's what you did. I'm good. I don't think I could drink a case of beer that quick. But that's you learn how. Quick. I, I'm sure quick you do. Now, coming here to the Hall of Fame, you know, you see the displays of all the guys you got to work with. A lot of them, you know, unfortunately aren't with us anymore. You know, what kind of feelings does that bring back? Because we were just talking with Miranda Gordy. 
we got to be here when she was got to see their, their her father's display for the first time at the Hall of Fame. Brings back lots of memories, lots of memories, lots of good ones, crazy stuff. You know, the ones for Matt Bourne, because there were many, many times Matt was with us and in the car. Michael, Terry didn't get to ride with me too often because he wasn't allowed. Uh, neither was Buddy Roberts, but they, you know, Michael was like, going, no, they can ride another car, but we'll all go to the same spot. But the Samoan, Samoan squat team, Rikishi, Samu, all of them rode with us. It was, and we, I was on the way up today, driving in, we was talking about some of the trips that we used to make from Dallas to Wichita Falls. We always knew where to stop, get in, get out, and don't hang around in Wichita Falls, not with our group, get out of town. <laughs> and that's what a lot of them was, you know, you going, we never had time to stay in a lot of towns. All right, well, Lori, I apologize for putting you on the spot, but I know for a fact you've always got a few little stories to tell, and, you know, you definitely can tell some stories about Texas wrestling history, so... Thank yes, you for joining us on the show for just a few minutes. You're welcome. Good to see you again. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Hi, Lori. I love this, man. I just get to walk around and put people on the spot. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, we got the Wrestling Sergeant. You know, just to let people know, we're going to have Wrestling Stars 4 here tonight. Uh, Jazz is going to be here tonight. We've got the Dirty Blondes versus the World Powers. Delta Jr. versus Blue Angel Jr. Man, the card tonight is stacked. The Hall of Fame is stacked. And, and Glenn, I'm having just, well, as you can say, I've said it multiple times. I'm having a blast here, man. I'm kind of hoping maybe you're enjoying it. You know, maybe a little bit of this enthusiasm is kind of spreading through the airwaves there. And, you know, you're kind of joining us right along with me. I got another guest who's going to join us for a second. We're going we're gonna to go to a quieter spot. Here, let's take over this nice little sofa here. We're going to take over to a quieter spot. He's been a guest on our show before, uh, promoter, historian, he is the owner and promoter of Rumble and Redwoods Professional Wrestling, where I kind of got my start in the uh, professional wrestling promotion field. And we're going to be joined by Mr. Joe Souza. Joe, welcome back to Wrestling Memories. Howdy doodly. How you all doing? We're doing good, man. I'm enjoying myself here tonight. But, you know, you've been here quite a few years. This will be your third year coming here, Luke? Third or fourth? Third or fourth, yeah. Third or fourth. We're getting old. We don't remember these numbers yeah, very well. Th- yeah, this, this started, uh, I believe, it was like three or four years ago. When I was uh, on the ballot selecting committee uh, three years ago, and uh, ever since, you know, they had me come out and hanging out in the makeshift booking office for like 13 or 14 hours with uh, James Beard and George Shire was such a huge honor. We went through at least 11 or 1,200 names to come up with that ballot that uh, inducted Mick Foley, Tatsumi Fujinami, Shawn Michaels, to name a few. And and after that, I wanted to come back to see this whole thing go through and see how the process is complete. And so uh, Arlene and myself, you know, my wife, we came back and ever since then, you know, it's been Rumble in the Redwoods and then Topflyer Alley and then the Hall of Fame in that order. Now, Joe, we've asked a lot of people, some of the inductees and just some of the fans and people that are here, but what is it like for you to be able to walk through the Hall of Fame? Because, you know, you're a student of the game of the, the Roy Shire territory, the, you know, Don Owens territory in Portland, you know, you've reestablished your own territory in Northern California, which was a huge stop for the Roy Shires territory at the time. But what's it like for you to walk through the Hall of Fame and not only see the, the men and women that came before us being immortalized, but, you know, you're actually got some of your stuff hanging up in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, when I first came in to uh, do the, the, uh, the ballot selection committee, uh, the hall was closed and it was just strictly for uh, us. And so we walked around, and I've heard people say, 
I've been here for like seven or eight hours and I have to come back at least two or three other times because I didn't see the whole thing. Same exact thing. If you come to the, the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, which is off Texas, plan on staying at least a couple of days because you're not going to soak it all in the first time. Uh, and watching all the, the legends that paved the way for us and the people that, you know, got to meet and that type of deal, it's, it's such an honor and a pleasure. And as well, uh, you know, I, I have a promotion, Rumble in the Redwoods. We just did a show about uh, Mar- last March 30th, our sixth show. And I'm proud to say for the third year in a row, the poster and the poster autograph, as well as the DVD and the souvenir program, are on display here at the hall for the third year in a row. So that, that, that Mike, that, that's such a huge, huge honor. <laughs> huge honor. You know, I have to agree with you on a joke is, uh, a project I've been working on off and on over the last few years is Encyclopedia WCCW. And one of the pages of, you know, sample pages I have is hanging up in the Hall of Fame of David Von Eric. And I just stood there and stared at it for like two or three minutes today when I first got here. But, you know, the Hall of Fame, I agree with you. It's amazing. And, you know, fans need to come here. This is somewhere you've got, if you're a fan of professional wrestling and you want to see the real Hall of Fame, you know, I mean, WWE Network and their roots, I mean, that's great. They acknowledge people. If you want to see the real Hall of Fame and you want to see the artifacts, and the, this is the place to be. Oh, of course. I mean, now, of course, if you want to go to the WWE Hall of Fame, which is located in downtown Rio de Janeiro, and they do have two uh, ceremonies every April 1st and February 35th. So there you go. Uh, if you want to go check out the, the superstars of the WWE, go to Rio de Janeiro. But now, i got to ask you, Mike, when you walked in and you saw your piece in the David Von Erich section, you let that, so how did that feel the first time you saw it in the Hall of Fame? And I'm pretty sure you let that soak in for a few minutes. I'm getting grilled here now. And they're asking, he's asking, he took over my job. He's asking me the question. <laughs> um, I was shocked. I've never, it was shock at first. I didn't know it was up there. And then after that, it was just an extreme sense of pride to know that something that I spent hours sitting at a, a computer and putting it all together and then sending it to my graphic designer. And I sent him a photo and said, Hey dude, we're in the hall of fame. And even he was amazed by that, but it was, it was an honor. And, you know, technically right now you could say that wrestling memories then and now is in the hall of fame. Cause that's where I'm at. And we're, we're conducting a, you know, remote interview right now here at the hall of fame. So you could say that, you know, Glenn and I are immortalized in the wrestling in the wrestling hall of fame for wrestling memories. Cause well, we're here right now. Exactly. Uh, like I said, when I was asked about bringing the, the poster and the program and the DVD, uh, I, I was taken aback. I was taken aback, and the first thing I said was, you know, I don't deserve to be here. And Johnny emphasized, no, Joe, you deserve to be here. All the stuff that you've done, uh, you know, the way, the way, the way uh, you do the promotion, and especially the the camaraderie you have in the dressing room, and the way the fans, the community has gotten behind you. Uh, yes, uh, you're doing it right. And I just don't do that for anybody. And I go, I, I understand that. And I emphasize that to my dressing room, you know, over the past three years. Like, I want to let you guys know, we're going to be on display in the Hall of Fame, which is Hall Falls, Texas, uh, by poster, DVD. So they, that amps up their A game to uh, an A+. And the fans, I let the fans know that this DVD is going to be in the Hall of Fame. So you are all Humboldt County. You are on display for the world to see and everybody that's associated with the the promotion uh, they take they take pride in what they do and and for me that's a shot in the arm that's a huge drug for me 
All right, well, Joe, thank you for joining us on this uh, special edition of Rascal Memories. Always enjoy having you on as a guest, and I'm sure we'll have you on again in the future. Yes, sir. And uh, once again, thank you for having me. And uh, and uh, off the record, it's nice to get the band back together one more time. There we go. And uh, I will say also the opinions of Joe Sousa about the WWE Hall of Fame are not necessarily endorsed by Rascal Memories in and out. We might want a WWE guest somewhere down the road. <laughs> All right, Glenn, I'm going to pass the mic over to you because I'm looking at the timekeeper screen, and I'm pretty sure she's already knocking on the table to, to let us know that you know our time here at the Hall of Fame is coming to a quick close. Well, it's been a whole lot of fun here. We got a one-hour snapshot into the what is like down there at Wichita Falls. And, yes, it is time for us to wrap up this edition of Wrestling Memories Then and Now. For the grizzled vet Mike McCurdy, I'm Glenn Broggett. So long for now. <laughs>